astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. Now, in this recording, it is an audio-only version of a special Mercury Retrograve live stream that I recorded on YouTube on December 6, 2023. And as some of you may know from listening to the last podcast episode, that I have been dipping my toes in the YouTube live stream waters. And there was some juicy content shared, and I didn't want you audio-preferred listeners to miss out. So in this special, I'll be talking the ins and outs of the upcoming Mercury retrograde cycle in Capricorn and Sagittarius. And do remember that this was a live program, so it will be a a bit of a different dynamic than the usual podcast. But I do hope you enjoy it nonetheless. And of course, if you'd like to watch the video version to see the charts and to see my fun little setup that I've put together, you can come on over to my YouTube channel, which is at Energetic Principles. Now, if you would like to support this program and me, you can go to energeticprinciples.com to book a personal consultation, to leave a tip, or to sign up for my monthly transit newsletter, The Heavenly Wind. All right, so who is ready to hear all about this round of Mercury Retrograde? Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the live stream. I've got you in the waiting room right now, the smoky waiting room, because it's it's a little strange out there right now. I don't know if you're feeling it. But in all this thought about Mercury going retrograde soon, which I'll be talking about here today, I forgot that Neptune was stationing. It's a strange feeling when Neptune's present. I don't know if any of you are feeling it out there, but I know I am. Plus, I got another impersonator on Instagram. They always show up when Neptune's around. The imposters. So, let me know if you're feeling that Neptune. I know I am. All right. Well, I guess we can get out of the dream chamber. Take the dream chamber down a notch. (laughs) And, oh my goodness. I'm a little rusty at live streams at night. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad that uh, for anybody who's joining me here tonight and want to learn about Mercury Retrograde and Capricorn and Sagittarius, that is the plan. Uh, Mercury, actually the moon in Libra is squaring Mercury right now, so... We'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But I am excited to be here. Uh, so, oh, hi, Akila. Oh, what a special treat. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, gosh, another Mercury retrograde. Feels like every time you turn around, it's Mercury retrograde. But that's not the case. It's just you get older and life just moves so fast. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's talk about it. This time around, we have we have a very special Mercury retrograde coming up, actually. So if you haven't heard, uh, Hermes is going to be traveling between Capricorn and Sagittarius. Um, from December 12th will be the actual station retrograde. And then it's going to station direct, actually, on New Year's Day, which has a little something something to it I have to say but we've been in the shadow phase since around Thanksgiving weekend if you're in the U.S. or wherever Thanksgiving celebrated I guess that's only celebrated here right (laughs) Uh, but we've been in the shadow since the 25th of November and we won't actually leave the shadow until January 20th so right around Mm, right around Aquarius season which Aquarius season ooh. Good Lord, there is a kick to the beginning of Aquarius season. So spoiler alert, basically, when Mercury gets out of its shadow, uh, we're going to have the Sun and Pluto conjunct at the last degree of Capricorn and then moving both of them moving into Aquarius. So spoiler alert there. Um, So yeah, so uh, well, okay. first, I'm just going to answer the question that no one asked, but maybe someone asked this, but who is Mercury retrograde important for? Like who should be watching out for Mercury retrograde? 
well, really all we, we all should be because we all have, you know, a brain thinking, perceptive functions. We probably all have to get somewhere and maybe drive or take transportation somewhere. We all need to communicate our thoughts or, or write or read. You know, these are all mercurial things. But there are some people that are a little more susceptible to mercury retrograde transits. Obviously, people that are ruled by mercury or have ascendants uh, that are mercury, such as Gemini rising and Virgo rising. But it's the, you know, it's really the perfection people. So if you're in a Mercury ruled perfection year, and if you don't know what perfections are, that's a, it's a time Lord technique, um, to each year you basically get a planet that kind of steps up to the stage and is like, I'm your planet this year and I will be the front row and center. And so if you're in a Mercury year, um, Mercury retrogrades are always, they're always going to give it to you. You know, <laughs> they're always just going to, just going to give it to you. Oh, thanks, Tina. I'm glad, glad you like the graphics. I'm I've been having really a lot of fun playing with OBS and the things that could be made with it. Um, and so once I get some more time, because I'm actually a little strapped for time right now, but once I get some more time, I'm going to really start to play with this more because it's actually a lot of fun for me. So that being said, if you don't know if you're in a Mercury perfection year or not, you can always, um, you know, look up perfection tools. It's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, ask me, book a session if you want, you know, there's ways to get there, but just wanted to give a heads up in case people are like, oh yeah, I forgot it is in a Mercury year. And then Mercury comes around and it's like, psh, 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 you know, so, oh, Sarah Jane, there's my actually Sarah Jane, I was speaking to you, Gemini rising. Mercury retrograde is always important for those that are ruled. And rule, rulership, you know, there's looseness there, but there's technicalities, but it's safe to say. So let's think about Mercury retrograde in... This Mercury retrograde in particular... Oh, it's okay. So Mercury retrograde is always in two parts. That's just the nature of a Mercury retrograde cycle is because it's basically the closing of the cycle when the mercury goes retrograde and then it's like at the very end of its of its cycle with the sun and then when it makes its inferior kazemi then it starts all over again so if you think about it in like a lunar fashion where the uh retrograde station is like it's sort of like the last quarter slash maybe more so balsamic phase of mercury and its relationship to the sun. Whereas when it makes the Kazemi and then it continues to retrograde backwards on the as a morning star phase, then it's more of that new moon, right? And where the energy starts to brew again and new things come to surface or to be explored. So that's a very important thing to think about, about Mercury retrogrades in general, is they have these two part facets to them. And this one is actually going to be uh, important in the two-part zone too, because we are going to be moving from, uh, it's gonna go station retrograde at eight degrees of Capricorn. It's actually gonna meet the sun at zero degrees of Capricorn, which is not something that happens every day. Gonna have that Kazemi moment to start the cycle all over again, and then it's gonna move into Sagittarius. So we're going from earth to fire. And this is after having a whole year of earth retrogrades. And so we are doing the shift, the elemental shift, Mercury is now going into a fire emphasis that will take place mostly in 2024, but we're gonna be shifting between those two zones. So. Let's think about that in general of what, well, there's a couple ways we can look at it. Switching from earth to fire. First of all, just think about the earth houses in your, in your chart, right? Uh, and how those houses have been impacted by Mercury going retrograde, especially in 2023. And earth... I love how, okay, so Aaron Sullivan has a great book and let's, let's give a second, let's give a Neptune moment of silence second for actually Aaron Sullivan, who is a tremendous astrologer who has made a wonderful contribution to the astrological world. She's actually, uh, on in hospice right now I saw online and she might be leaving the planet soon. So I'm just going to give her a, 
a second of thanks. She's written some of my favorite books, one of them being Retrograde Planets. And so Aaron says about when we're in these Earth retrogrades, uh, Earth Mercury retrogrades, she says, what are the tangible results of my life? These are the main focus of what we're reviewing and going over and cleaning up the bits and pieces of. And then when we go into fire, she asks, how can my inspiration create my future? And it's sort of like this idea of we're going to this place where we've been attending to the flesh for so long. We've been tending to the physical and the practical. And we're going to be moving into this phase, especially next year, but we're going to start to get a taste of it here in December or late December and into January of the attending to the spirit, right? Because when we're in Earth, Earth is all about the practical. It's like, okay, I got to figure out my home stuff. I got to figure out my money stuff, my job, my work, what, you know, survival issues, things that are actually really rooted. And I don't want to say stuck in our lives. Sometimes they can feel stuck. There might be elements that Mercury, because Mercury is that trickster. It it wants to... um, it, ideally, it wants to get you your head wrapped around a different perception of things. That's the beauty of Mercury retrogrades is because we do start to look at things differently because it's I'm, sometimes things trip up and then we have to we have to look at things differently. But but it's that way of just going back over the status quo and seeing what might need to change. And so there's a lot of unfinished earthly business that happens with Mercury retrograde in um, earth signs in general, but especially Capricorn. One of the things that came to mind thinking about Capricorn is this possible need to simplify. We might need to like start to simplify our lives, um, and on a very tangible, practical, you know, in your, in your work, in your intake, in your food, in your health routines, in your, uh, you know, your possessions, your, your sense of worth and value like this, things need to kind of constrict down because that's the nature of Capricorn and a Saturn ruled sign, right? It is, it is all about, you know, the kind of less is more mentality. And so we are going to be clearing out this clutter. We are going to be, uh, you know, handing a really unfinished business in the earth realm so that we can start to go into the fire and the fire retrogrades are all about moving into a new creative awareness. This is when we are, um, we might feel like our inspiration is just like not what it used to be. And we're looking for that. And we don't have a sense of, um, kind of like a sense of direction or where we see the future going or, and that those are what those retrogrades work out. It like gets you back into your sense of spirit and spontaneity and play and fun and just being alive and, and what that looks like and how we perceive, um, experiencing that in the material realm, right? Because at the end of the day, we're always going to be here. No matter what element we are in, we are always here <laughs> on earth. So that is that is a thing. Oh, Tina, I'm glad you like the Christmas decorations. I've got a tree up. Did that early. And it is a thirsty tree. It, it drink. I, I can't tell you how much water this tree drinks. It is thirsty. And Talk about perception, tree story. Let me share a little tree story real quick. Actually, and well, and that's funny because we got the tree, we got the tree right around the time that Mercury had gone, had, was making its square to Neptune and going into the shadow phase, right? Mercury, Neptune together, and that's going to be a big facet of this Mercury retrograde or is three squares with Neptune. But, you know, Mercury and Neptune, we're not always quite seeing how it is. Like there could be illusions there or um, ideals that, you know, you just can't uh, seem to get over. And so we got this tree and at the lot, it looked perfect in the sense that it was kind of bushy in front, but it was it was not so big in the back, which normally if you had a tree in the center of the room, you wouldn't want that because then it would look pretty 
off. But for our place, it's going in a corner. So really the far, you know, the less tree we have in back, the better because you can push it back. So get the tree in, sit down and look and it doesn't have any ornaments on it yet, right? I'm looking at it and I am just finding every perfect imperfection in this tree. Everything that I think is wrong with this tree, which I, for a moment I was like, okay, what does that say about myself? Like I am projecting something about myself onto this tree right now, looking at its bareness, you know, it's, it's beautiful just the way it is. I should be grateful that it, it, it was grown to hang out in my living room. Like that's you know, sort of absurd. Um, but I just had this moment with this tree and it was a really Mercury Neptune moment where I was just looking at it and like this ideal or this envision of what I think this perfect tree should look like was just wasn't there. And then we decorated it later in the night and it turned out to be the perfect tree. Like with when it was decorated, everything fit into place. All the, the bigger ornaments were in the spots that were bare, the small, you know, fit back in the wall. It was just everything looked perfect. And so I apologized to the tree many times because I felt bad. But little side note, side note tree story, Mercury, Neptune story, you know, just because it looks that way bare on the surface give it a second, you know, it's, there could be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. Um, I have some notes. I took some notes because I was like, what am I going to talk about? There's so much to talk about. Uh, and Ooh, Hmm. So my theory, my theory about this retrograde, and we're going to look at the chart here, uh, and it's, oh, actually, let me get the chart up. Why not? Why wait? Why wait? So, oh, is that the right one? Yeah, there we go. Let's get our chart up here. So we got a little mercury retrograde, um, little symbol. thought we'd put mercury up when we got like a mercury moment. We got Mercury Mercury on stage doing some some back and forth motion. So first Mercury moment. Actually, this is the chart of right now. Oh, Yvonne. Oh, sweet Yvonne. I love Yvonne. Love my friends. Can we just get a, a, a round of applause? I have a sound effect for that. Can we get Can we get a round of applause for friendship? You know, I'm just I'm all about some friendship. So we're just going to do that. We're going to do that right there. All right. So my theory, my theory about this Mercury retrograde. So let's go to actually. So <laughs> Sarah, the beautiful tree absolutely forgives you and understands, right? I was learning compassion for the tree and the tree always had compassion for me all along. Mm. Life lessons life lessons. You know, sometimes the biggest lessons are not like the biggest incidences, right? You know, you just get, you get like, I will not forget that. I will will never forget how I treated that tree and what it had to teach me. That being said, so let us, yeah, let's look at this Mercury retrograde action. So December 12th, uh, I got a little, got a little, uh, oh, no, that doesn't work. Just kidding. Here's our Mercury retro, so I can draw on things. Oh, yellow. I don't know about that. Let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Let's get black here. So Mercury retrograde, eight degrees, 29 minutes of Capricorn. So think about your Capricorn house in your charts. Think about if you have anything at cardinal points that are around, you know, six to eight, nine degrees. Uh, and if Mercury is going to be tapping into that. What's also interesting about this start of Mercury retrograde is that it's going to be on the new moon in Sag, which, by the way, happens to be squaring that Neptune energy. So what a way to start Mercury retrograde anyways. <laughs> we're in this new moon phase that has this prominent Neptune energy where Neptune is direct now. Um, and Mercury is already in relationship with Neptune because it squared Neptune on the 
Jan or the Gemini full moon that was on the 27th, just about uh, about a little about a week, about nine days ago, eight nine days ago. Um, so think about think back if you can remember that far back, <laughs> if you can remember to Monday last, what you were thinking, what were you were feeling, what you were encountering. Uh, there are going to be themes that are going to be played out for the next uh, nearly, well, probably the next month time, a little bit longer than that. But my theory is, is that Mercury, Mercury is going to have to handle all this unfinished business in Capricorn first in this house and it, this Saturn type of energy, uh, you know, what, what do you have to constrict and pare back and where are there certain delays that you have to work through or, or set certain boundaries because there's an element to this murky retrograde that has extra mess behind it, right? The whole, you know, any planet that's going through Capricorn and Aquarius these days has Saturn and Pisces behind it. And Saturn and Pisces, that's a, that's a messy Saturn, right? You know, Saturn is in Jupiter's territory. Saturn is in the boundless sea where there are, there is no, uh, boundaries. You know, there is, it's got this vast emotional quality to it. It's sort of messy. Um, and so here Saturn's hanging out in Pisces, like, okay, well, how do I draw lines on this? And how do I control this? And how do I, and when it's just like this flow, that's like, I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> so think about Mercury being in here, getting directions from Saturn, trying to sort through something that could be a little messy and complicated and not quite clear, but trying to get a handle on it. Now, on the other side of things, the beauty of earth and uh, water together is that it's, it's form, it's form making. And so Mercury stationing basically in a trine to Jupiter. So in a trine to Jupiter, and then we'll go on to sextile Saturn, there is this form making, this creative energy to where we can rethink how we work, literally how we work, how we're productive, how we, uh, how we get our stuff out there. You know, these are Capricorn is a very, uh, it's a sign. It's a collective sign. It's, 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 part of society as a whole, like the, where we show up with our tangible goods in society, right? And then the creative aspect of Pisces and then the productive manifestation sort of uh, monetary side of Taurus. And so there can be a lot that's going back and forth with figuring all those areas out uh, in, in life. Um, oh, hey, Margo, nice to see you. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Transiting Mercury will be conjunct my natal Mercury. Is it going to be conjunct your natal Mercury on the station or is it going to be later in the, the, uh, the retrograde? Because <clears throat> if it's conjunct your natal Mercury as it stations, I, either way, station direct, station retrograde, you know you're going to have a Mercury moment. You know, you're going to have that chance to really tap into how you, how you perceive life, how, what that story is, how you communicate, how you take it all in and what can shift there. So, so we're kind of off to a, a dynamic start here with Mercury retrograde in that, uh, Sag new moon story, right? The entirety of a stationing Mercury is like built into the lunar cycle. So think about that. It's not just that moment. <laughs> Cause you know, we think about the Mercury stationing retrograde and we talk about like, you know, that three to four day buffer on either side where it's just like extra Mercury. It's just extra hijinks and extra expect things to go awry and what have you. There's, there's something about the entirety of the lunar cycle that will continue doling that out to us. So know that we have, we have sort of a debilitated Mercury going on, but you know, I think that debilitation is not a bad thing. 
it helps Mercury function in a way that can surprise us. Um, but yeah, but do be aware. So let's see, what is next here? Oh, that's not that. I've got so many little gadgets and things to play with. That's uh got to get more adept at this. I asked for Christmas. I asked Santa, AKA, <laughs> AKA Jay, my partner, for something called a, oh, what was it? It was a, a, a stream desk. I think that's what it's called. And so you have like this little device that has all these buttons. And so anything I want to do, I can just press the button that I've already assigned it to and it will just make it happen rather than I'm basically doing a job right now that people do like production to have like several people do all at once. And so, especially the moon scoring Mercury right now, me talking about Mercury retrograde. Ooh, the test is on. So let's move forward and think about these moves. So December 12th, we get that station retrograde. And basically the next day on December 13th, on that Wednesday, on Mercury's day, we're going to have the moon across over it. You know, when the moon that's probably going to be, that's going to be a highlight. Actually, let's get our, uh, let's get our mercury out. That's going to be highlight day right there, December 13th with that, uh, moon on mercury, because it'll give you, it will give you that message. The moon always delivers the light of the planet, right? So we can expect the moon to bring something up there. Oh, there's sparkles, sparkles. How you doing? Welcome to the live stream. <laughs> so we're going to have that moon hit on the 13th. Uh, and basically we are going to carry along and Mercury is going to continue moving backwards, gaining speed after its station. And you can see the sun here uh, in late Sagittarius is moving ever closer to this Mercury. And so that there, this conjunction is forming slowly and it is going to happen on that world point, on that zero degree world point, which we'll see here in a second. But think about this brewing story and let's go back to what I was talking about earlier about the two part, no, like two part nature of a Mercury retrograde. So we're in the closing down. We are in the balsamic. We are getting all the unfinished business. We're handling all that paperwork. We're dealing with financial things that have gotten out of control. And, you know, we've been letting it go by the wayside, right? It got messy because of Saturn and Pisces. And so we're feeling the pressure from the Mercury stance to handle, uh, handle business, basically. And so we have Mercury continually moving backwards. And as you can see, it's starting to form a sextile with Saturn. And so that's adds to that kind of pressure of like, all right, this is my opportunity to get my ducks in a row and handle the tangible matters of living day-to-day -day life on planet earth. Also, there's probably going to be a lot going on in the world sphere, right? Because uh, once again, Capricorn is a collective sign and we're talking about systems and structures and, and power and bureaucracy and all those fun things. And so there might be information coming out now that has to do with um, just people in power and world structures and, and also thinking about dealing with sort of Piscean issues of maybe having programs and help for that people that need care or that are, uh, in a, um, a jeopardized situation in some way, or like homeless programs, right. As we get closer to the holidays and maybe there's drives to collect, uh, goods and services for people that are in need, you know, all these can be things that come up, especially since we're under a lunar cycle that has to do with Neptune and, uh, and being in touch with that compassionate nature and that all is one nature, uh, and also being confronted with it too, because that's a big part of it is like, how generous are you in your position based on the position of others? And so things like this can come up. So let's move ahead to our sun conjunction with Mercury. So that is going to happen on December 
22nd here. And so look at this, zero degrees and 39 minutes. So if you don't know, the cardinal points are an incredibly active imaginary spot of the zodiac, right? Because these are essentially, and we say cardinal points, we're talking about zero degrees of the cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. And so when we have a significant planetary uh, combination taking place on these, these zero degree points, there's usually a lot of activity that's taking place in the world sphere, like bigger things are going to happen. And so once again, going back to bureaucracy and power structures and um, shifting plates of like certain announcements coming out, right? This is absolutely the time where Mercury in the heart of the sun can come out with a big announcement that has to do with the collective um, and society uh, and how we relate to it in, um, in the material nature of it, right? Not, we're not talking about the, you know, the, conce like the, the, the data portion or the AI or the ideas. It's more about like these practical resources um, and, and systems. Now, in our own lives, we can be at this place where like, okay, well, it's cardinal earth. What am I, what am I starting? What seeds am I planting on a tangible, uh, you know, I want to see this grow, this resource grow, and I want to, I want to grow into this area. And so this is going to be a very potent moment because two reasons, it's going to do the switch over, right? into the other cycle, the start of the Mercury, uh, new Mercury cycle with the sun, where we are start to collect ideas and bring in uh, new notions and we're exploring more. We're no longer wrapping up ideas or wrapping up the unfinished business. We're like, okay, now I have this you know, freedom to sort of start collecting things that then I can sort through to see if it's gonna fit for me later. And then we also have the two-part nature where the, uh, where Mercury is going to basically the next day, not even the next day, it's like a couple hours later, is gonna move into Sagittarius. So now we've got this Mercury retrograde in, it's like the first step, the first breath of fire, Mercury retrograde fire that we're gonna have, that's gonna introduce us into the uh, 2024 sphere of all the fire retrogrades that are going to happen, which are going to be huge because they're going to coincide with eclipses in, in Aries, right? So getting out of this, what's been stuck and all this, these survival needs and all this work and, and what about the spirit? What about the inspiration? What about our creative forces and our, our just that spark, that vital spark in us? And where's that? And does that get priority. Now, Mercury is really debilitated at this point, right? That's, there's a couple things going on. We've got Mercury uh, in Sagittarius, which is a sign of detriment. It's moving towards Mars, which uh, is a little, little rowdy, a little restless, uh, a little off the chain, I guess we could say. It's eventually moving to square Neptune again, actually on December 26th, when we have a full moon in Cancer, which I don't think is a necessarily bad thing. Like that's there, this moon is actually really supported with the, the moon being in its own sign, being in its domicile. It's going to be flowing with Saturn, flowing with Jupiter. So there is this sense of the, uh, there's this sense of being able to look at where you are and what you've built and the limitations around that, but also work that into what the future is going to be. And so I think that Mercury is going to be very restless in Sagittarius and is going to have the dream on the mind and is going to start to see what might be stuck and uh, where there is no direction. And you might not know what you're doing, but you're exploring and it's like, okay, I just need something more. I need something different. And I, and I feel it now, right? Because all the fire is, the fire is absolutely in the now. And we know that Sagittarius can be rather restless as a, as a sign. So there can be, 
Yeah. So there, it's it's a it's a double edged sword. You're going to be collecting. You're going to be exploring. You're going to be wanting more out of life. So look to that house in your in your chart, that Sagittarius house that, uh, and and think about where that is getting riled up. Because it's also a Sag new moon cycle that we're under too. And there is a highlighted focus that is on that area of your chart. So think, think about that. Now, so caveat, we know, what do we know Mercury has its hand in? What do we know that Sagittarius has its hand in? Travel. So it just happens to be the day after Christmas and we have this Mercury retrograde squaring Neptune and getting to move to Mars and then Mars squares Neptune, right? So this whole configuration in the after effects of the holidays is a little precarious if you are hitting the road and want to travel and have lights and connections and uh, you know, roads to be on, there is a chance that either through weather conditions or certain uh, delays or just things getting messed up and very mercurial or even things like overbooking, you know, the, the, the airlines taking on more people than they can possibly handle. I mean, because these are both Jupiter ruled signs, right? Pisces and Sagittarius. So this it's all looking at this Jupiter. And what's important to know about this time and space, too, is that Jupiter, just a little caveat, Jupiter is going to station direct on the 30th, just a couple days later. So Jupiter itself is in this very potent, heightened state. And we know that Jupiter can bring, uh, you know, excess uh, and, and go, go over and take on more than it can possibly handle. Uh, and especially when we think about just the transactionary nature and, you know, like selling more uh, selling out, but then there's all these logistics that come with it that weren't thought over. So I'm just going to give a little caveat to everybody who might be out there traveling in the, in the holidays that it could get a little messy. And so find your patience, <laughs> have some alternative resources. But other than that real world sort of, uh, snafu that could happen. There's also this element of being really charged up about a vision or the dream or certain ideals and illusions that can happen at this stage in the retrograde. Um, let's see. Tina says Mercury market Fed Reserve decides the interest rate increase on December 13 when moon meets. Oh, my my software doesn't let me. Oh, here we go. When moon meets Mercury, also Southwest employees wanted to strike. How interesting, Tina, because if you think back to last holiday, when we had Mercury retrograde in Capricorn again, right? And this time it was stationed near Pluto. That was when, I mean, all the airlines got messed up, but it was mostly Southwest. Southwest had a meltdown. It had so many cancellations of flights. It really highlighted the antiquity of its system, uh, its computer system, and uh, how it just does business and how it hasn't been putting its time and energy and, and money into functional systems, right? We're talking about Capricorn, although now we're in Sagittarius, right? We even have got an even more debilitated Mercury there. And how that could come to roost at this next Mercury retrograde, right? So Tina, thanks for sharing that. I think that is very apropos uh, for what we are seeing here. And I mean, strikes are strikes are all abound. They're, they're just going to continue happening, especially with uh, Pluto about to move into Aquarius again and this power to the people and this being very upfront about power imbalances, especially so and think about Jupiter Uranus too, right? So these strikes are not going anywhere and nor should they. I think it's the perfect time to rise up, rise up, let it be known. 
All right, so let's see. Let's, let's clear that out here. So what's what's next? What's next on the Mercury retrograde landscapes? Actually, at this point, we are getting close right as the new year is ringing itself in. We're getting close to Mercury going direct. January 1st, 7.07 p.m. here, uh, Pacific. Mercury is going to go direct at 22 degrees of Sagittarius. So it's not far off from Neptune. So the thing that we have to think about within this whole time, which can make for quite the party scenario, right? Who doesn't like to let loose and Jupiter signs and Neptune's involved. And so we'll just caveat with the choices that we make, you know, (laughs) is it too much? Maybe. Should I be careful? Perhaps. Just because Mercury is yeah, just pretty debilitated, squaring Neptune, stationing on a couple weeks on either side. But is this the time to dream? Is this the time to to get lost in potentiality and creativity and just be inspired by the impossible? Probably. Can we bet on it? Maybe not. But can we just have fun with it? Sure. So keep that in mind with this this time. And also think about concentration, right? It's the end of the year to we like, it's almost like we have senioritis at the end of the year where we all kind of like check out. <laughs> We're like, all right, we've, we've done this year. Like, give me a second, like before we get back into it for the new year. But it could be a little slower this time too, just because Mercury is in this place where it's like, you know what? I don't know if I have the focus that I quite had before and I just need some time and energy to reconnect with that. So Mercury is going to go on to start to gain speed again and will eventually move into, let's see how long it takes. It'll eventually move into Capricorn again uh, around January 13th. So we have some time with the whole Mercury Sagittarius thing. The nice thing is, is that by this point, we are going like this whole transition into Capricorn with Mercury and Mars, both who are going to meet again. They met in (laughs) Mercury and Mars are very intimate, right? In this whole sort of time period, because they met in that Sagittarius energy squaring Neptune, Mercury passes Mars a message and then Mars carries it on into Capricorn and Mars and Capricorn is getting serious, right? Because at this point, this is where that real Mars action starts to come in line online because it's not in the beams of the sun anymore. It's finally gotten far enough away in its new cycle that started November 17th. You know, Mars is game ready and willing to work. And so Mercury now crossing over into Capricorn around January 13th that mid January, it's going to reconnect with that Kazemi point and it's, it's like we can really sort through maybe the dreams and the, the speculations and the elude, what's real and what's not. And then what could possibly be, we can then really start to work for these things. So see, Ste- Steffi says that Mercury glyph looks so much like a little Hermes, uh, Jagoff devil too. I don't know what it, I don't, I don't know what that is, but let's, let's bring it back. Let's, let's enjoy, let's enjoy some Mercury. This is a Mercury moment. Mercury's going back in the, in the Capricorn. I get these little fun things and then I forget to use them, right? This is also a fun one that's not applicable, but I'm just gonna, yeah, grumpy cat. Who doesn't love grumpy cat? Might be a little grumpy cat in the the beginning, (laughs) in the beginning of the season. So moving on, moving on. All right, so we got now Mercury in the in Capricorn, and it will then make a sextile to Saturn around January 18th here, and then it's going to make a trine to Jupiter just a couple days later. And so really, this is also the closest that Jupiter and Saturn are going to get to uh, a sextile again. They're not going to make, make an exact sextile, but they will be in like the tightest formation of them working together. And actually Mercury is sort of that bridging the gap. And if we think about Jupiter and Saturn in general, this is a longer 
cycle, you know, of time of like a 20 year cycle of time. And it's seated in the end of 2020. And so this is that opening sextile energy that's finally has the momentum to start, you know, growing off of what is being structured and blueprinted and making momentum for this larger cycle. So that on top of that really adds momentum, uh, especially here around January 18th, when the moon is going to go over that Jupiter point too. So there's a lot of go, right? And then the whole time, I know we're talking about Mercury retrograde, but keep in mind, like, look at this. Look at this Sun-Pluto action. Like, this is huge. This is this is no joke what's happening here, basically. Uh, and I just recorded a podcast with Shu Yap uh, that's going to go live in uh, a couple of weeks' time for Capricorn season. We're going to talk more about this. But there is, it, it's pretty fascinating that, oh, let's see. Let me get rid of that. It's pretty fascinating that, at the end of Capricorn season, right when Mercury is basically getting to its end of its shadow phase, we're going to have this Sun-Pluto conjunction. Sun-Pluto, 29 degrees and 59 minutes. This is a episode in itself because this is this, this aspect is no joke. But this is essentially where Mercury leaves off with its retrograde action. Which is, which is big news. Uh, and I will have to say, like, after all that has been thought over and, and unfinished business that's been collected, worked out our survival issues and work things and possession things and value and worth, and then we start to entertain what could possibly be, uh, we can really get in this work zone because basically Mercury is going to conjunct Mars uh, here on the 27th later that month and that's sort of like a solidification in my mind of really acting on all that mercury has sort of taken forward from that retrograde process and really starting to put it into motion and because Mars is going, Mars, this Mars wants to work. This, this is not just in your head. This is in your head and then manifesting it out into reality, right? So look to the end of January for when there can be real momentum for whatever's come out of the whole Mercury retrograde process. So I know that was a lot. Uh, Steffi says, I meant he has a little, he has little devil tail in retro. He does have a little devil tail in retro. It's true. He's, he's a devil by nature, but he is a little devil. He is a little devil. So, all right. Well, I'm pretty much, uh, I think I've said all I needed to say. If anybody has anything to share, any questions at the end, I'll leave a, leave a second to, we'll dance with Mercury for a hot minute. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll go back to TV room. Let's go back to TV room. Let's go back to TV room here. Mercury's with us. We'll put on some... Put on some music, a little outro. Well, I would say this second live stream was a success. Wanna, I want to thank you all for uh, coming and joining me. Wanna, I want to thank Mercury for making this all possible. <laughs> oh my goodness. So if you enjoyed this program, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment below. Let me know what you think about Mercury Retrograde and what you foresee and what that house is for you. You know, where, what's your Capricorn house? Are you in a Mercury perfection? What, what's going on? You know, I want to hear, I want to hear all about it. Hmm. <laughs> You're in the TV. I am in the TV. I'm in the TV. This is a meta moment. I'm in the TV in the TV. Yvonne, what will this do for health? That's a good question. I think that if there's some uh, health limitations, or especially if Capricorn is, or Sagittarius is a health area of your chart, then this could be the perfect time to re-strategize how you take care of yourself or to deal with things that are past due. You know, any, any of that could take place. But yeah, 
Mercury lets us uh, look at life differently. Lets us address things that we have been uh, not addressing. <laughs> so don't let the trickster play tricks on you. Play a trick on it before it gets you. That's how to do it. Oh, Yvonne, I started fasting, a fasting thing today. Okay, get that. That Saturn energy coming through. You do have a Mercury ruled sixth house. Aries risings, that that Virgo. That's another thing too, a little tip, little tip tip. Think about what, what houses Mercury rules in your chart. Because there's always gonna be byproducts of Mercury retrograde that happens in those houses. Like for the Aries rising, it's a, it's a third house and it's the sixth house. Uh, for Scorpio rising, like myself, it is the eighth house and the eleventh house. And so those are always gonna be those Mercury byproduct places. Like for me, I tell you, friends from the past always come in. Always come back every Mercury retrograde. Just because my 11th house of friendship is ruled by Mercury. Uh, Tina, you're in a Mercury perfection year. All right. And a zero degree cap rising. Oh, you have to get back to me. I got to hear the story. I must know. I must know. All right, friends. Well, ooh, we got another. This is, this is me. I'll just drag it out. Oh, so I'm going to go, but I'm going to read another comment. Oh, I love a fellow Scorpio rising. Okay, Michelle, we're with you, you know. Only a fellow Scorpio rising knows. You're the only one who knows. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, well, I wish everyone out there in internet land a wonderful evening uh, or morning, wherever you might be. I hope you are taking in this Neptune stationing action as I look out and there's a foggy sky. And get ready for Mercury Retrograde. I think it's it's always useful. Nothing to be scared of. But definitely a reason to be on our toes. So all right, friends. Hasta la vista, babe.